I'd like to welcome in our next segment the co-founder and CEO of Fortune Management, Bernie Stoltz. Bernie, welcome to the premier edition of Spotlight on Success. Hi, Mike. How are you this morning? We're doing well, thank you. Great. Bernie, uh, it's a pleasure and a privilege to have you on the line. Uh, Fortune's reach is far and wide throughout the United States. And I wanted to have you on the, the program because not only was I impressed with you individually when I first saw you speak, but secondly, I was tremendously impressed with uh, what your clients had to say at the seminar that I uh, attended. I think it's important for our listeners to know uh, there are many choices out there in the world of practice management. Tell us a little bit about Fortune's history and what makes it stand out in the crowd. Well, absolutely, Mike. I guess there's, there's, uh, as far as the history is concerned, we've been around for about 20 years now, and Fortune is really founded on the concept that you don't just grow a dental practice, you grow the people within it. And so from day one, we've always been about coaching and consulting from two different areas. One is from the area of what we call cultural as well as the second area, which is structural. And for a dental practice, structural is, is really the doing things. That's, that is the practice management. That is the scheduling mechanisms and financial policies and all the systems that it requires. But all the systems will ultimately fail if we don't also create a program that develops the people and how they be, in other words, the being versus the doing of a practice. Um, we founded on that concept about 20 years ago, and it really came from two thought processes. One was from the area of practice management, which was with a couple of my partners who at the time were practicing dentists. And uh, it was the partnership forged with Anthony Robbins, who at the time and still today is probably regarded as one of the peak performance trainers for human development in the world. And so through the last 20 years, what we've really developed is what I would call the most total immersion postgraduate program that a dentist and dental team can put themselves through. And really what we ultimately become for the doctor and the team is three things. Uh, we become an executive coach for that doctor. We become a key business strategist. And then we also deliver a practice management strategy for both doctor and team. And I think it's the only program of its kind to kind of set itself apart from the rest that really is the total immersion to that level that this is. And we've been very proud of the results we've been able to get for the last 20 years now. Bernie, I noticed uh, in your publications and on the website for Fortune Management, you uh, take pains to differentiate between a coach and a consultant. Can you comment on that? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think consulting or the word consultant is a word that can scare a lot of people in business because it, it's, it, a lot of times what it means is that somebody from outside is going to come in and put their expectations on the doctor or the business owner and sometimes even, you know, put their vision in their head for them. And sometimes that leads to what's called a cookie-cutter approach where you're really jamming square pegs into round holes. Um, that is not what a coach should be. A coach is someone who I think is willing to ask some great questions at the front end. First question, you know, that I always ask is, is, well, where are you at right now? Second question is, how did you get there? And, of course, that can be a, uh, a successful story or a nightmare. Third question, which I think is the most important question that a coach can ask, 
is where do you want to go because that's the vision. That's the destination that they need to get to. Fourth question is do you have a plan in place to get yourself there? And number five is, you know, how can we support you as an organization uh, of coaches to get you there? Um, so that's, that's really the difference. The difference is that, you know, I think a consultant is someone who, who, who already has a destination picked out for you, and a coach is someone who is going to ask you where you want to go and then get you from point A to point B with a strategy. I don't think a coach is any better than, than anybody else. I think what's important is, is that they have strategies to get that client where they need to go and where they want to go. Bernie, let's go to uh, current affairs. As we all know, in late 2008, we saw a very significant decline in consumer confidence. And as a result, as we went into the first part of 2009, uh, some dentists are down 10, 20, or even 30% plus over the, the prior year. Tell us, what are you hearing and seeing out there today as you travel and, and speak with dentists across the country? Well, I think what, I, what I'd want to do, I have a lot to say about that. In fact, probably for the last six months, a lot of my travels around the country have been about giving speeches and lectures, which are, are really about really helping the dentists to regain their confidence. But let me start with something that you just used, which is the word consumer confidence. Let's just remember something. Confidence is an emotion. And in all of our economy over the last 12 to 24 months now, what's gone on on Wall Street, what's gone on in a lot of different sectors of business today have been emotional. They have not been logical. And so I think the people who are going to win the game, whether it's in dentistry or in life, are going to be the ones who absolutely can master their emotions in a time like this. The reality of the situation is, is that this country has gone through, you know, since the, the Great Depression of 1929, this country has gone through 13 economic recessions. The good news is it's also gone through 13 economic expansions. So, so it's important to remember that there were more millionaires created after the Depression of 1929 than at any other time in the country's history. In other words, when you get into situations like we have today in our economy, it has a leveling off effect of the playing field, and there are great opportunities out there. Now, with that being said, I also think that we need to take a look at the reality of the situation. First of all, in, in all of the sectors of the economy <clears throat> over the last 24 months, there have, there, there's really only been one, well, maybe two sectors of our economy that have not been affected or affected very little. One of them is health care in general. In fact, I was just reading a jobs report for the first quarter of 2009. There were two sectors of our economy that actually gained jobs. And that was health care. And guess what the second one is? Government. Big surprise, right? So anyway, the, the reality of the situation is, is that health care has been the least affected of all the sectors. And within health care, dentistry has not been affected that much. I think, you know, there is always going to be a magnification process in, in a, an economic recessionary period. In other words, a bad dental practice is probably going to get worse. But let me just say something. I mean, we have about 1,000 dental practices under management throughout the United States and Canada, and we see all of their numbers every month. Here's what I can tell you, as a, and I think it's a pretty good cross-section of what I would call quality practices, and here's what, I, what we saw last year. 
we saw that 80% of our client base was up, and more importantly, of the 20% that weren't up, most of them were either flat or down less than 10%. So the reality of it is, is it's probably not as bad as what people make it. And I also think that when you get into these kind of, 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 of modes, what, you know, one of the things we're teaching dental practices today is to understand that when you get into this kind of a mode, that's when your best work has to come out. That's not when you tighten up your schedule and go home early if you're a dentist. That's when you spend more time working on your business and creating more value for your patients. So if you're a uh, clinician out there today and you have seen a decline in your practice, uh, what's the first thing they should do? Well, I think, I think there's first of many things. I think you look at everything. But what I would, what I would say is, is, first of all, go back to that, that same thing that we started the conversation with. Is their vision intact? And also understanding that if they are still very clear on where their goals are, then let's, first of all, we talk about something in, in, in our, our company called the five business engines. And we say, look, there's five major engines that drive a dental practice. One of them is your financial engine. So that means we are taking a look at profitability and keeping close eye on uh, our Quicken or our QuickBooks or what we're using for profitability. You're also taking a look at fee schedules. You're taking a look at your relationships with insurance and your financial policies and arrangements. So all of that is in that one engine. Second engine is, is your systems, your business systems have to be A+. plus. They've got to be impeccable. That means we know exactly how to schedule and how to run our recare systems and, and how to do all the systems that we need. Third area is we should always be looking to expand our menu of services. Right now, that's, that's, that's an opportunity. There are a lot of new and exciting things in dentistry that, uh, that, they, that we, can, we can offer the patients from a clinical perspective to raise the standard of care and add more value. Fourth area is, is you have to market. And the insanity that goes on sometimes is that it, it, a dentist will sometimes get into a down mode and then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because they also stop marketing at the same time, which is crazy. And by the way, advertising is not marketing. Marketing is a total approach, and there's a lot to that. And then the fifth area, of course, which is always there that has to be looked at, is developing people. And the people engine means that, again, everyone is in the right emotional mindset. Now, I also think that probably the majority of the listeners on this call are going to be in the general dental practice mode. I would also say this. <clears throat> I would say that it's important that you know what departments you have and what accelerators you have uh, to, those, to those departments and what to do in a market like this. So, for instance, in a general practice, you've got your front office, you've got your restorative department, and most of the time you've got a hygiene department. Now, there are accelerators to each one of those departments. First of all, the accelerator to the front end of your business has got to be marketing. And there's a whole array of, of triggers and, and strategies that need to be employed there as far as accelerators. On the restorative side, it means that there is complete diagnosis, treatment planning, case presentation, and no limiting beliefs by the dentist as far as offering the highest standard of care, even in, in these economic times. 
I think one of the beliefs that we work with our doctors on is for them to believe that every patient that comes in in their practice has the right to be offered the best they have to give and that we're not diagnosing insurance plans or pocketbooks but the true needs of the patient. I think it's also important that that they, they believe that every patient wants and can afford quality dental care. And then to the, to the hygiene program, which is really the lifeblood of a modern general dental practice, in fact, that's really the certainty that can be offered up to a dentist in tougher economic times. We want to make sure that nobody's leaving that practice without their next appointment in hygiene. So recare systems have to be rock solid, uh, confirmations and courtesy calls and and, and all that's involved, also chart auditing, reactivation, making sure no patient is in that patient base without their next appointment in hygiene because what we want to offer up to the doctor and team is the certainty to be able to look out in their, their schedule three, four, five, six months and see that there's a revenue stream of, of healthy hygiene patients coming in. So those are accelerators. And, you know, the metaphor that I offer up in lectures around the country is it's the metaphor of, of a car. In other words, when a car is going downhill, um, it, it doesn't need a lot of energy. You don't need to hit the accelerator pedal. And that's really the equivalent of a dental practice in good economic times. Is, and, and also, it, it's a function of leadership. In other words, when any company or organization or even a country, when times are good, it's, it's an easily manageable situation. But when, when times get a little difficult, that's when leadership has to come into play. And back to the, to the car metaphor is if you're in an uphill economy, then what it means is, is that you've got to really work harder. You've got to hit the gas pedal. You have to employ every set of accelerators that you can. And so what I've, you know, really guided teams through over the last year is understanding that the hardest you'll work is when you're not busy on the schedule or when you're not as busy as you'd like to be. That's when it requires you to do your best work. Well, let's talk about a specific aspect of what Fortune does. Uh, how long does the program last, and what does it consist of? Well, Fortune's flagship program, which is where we take, I would say, 95% of our clients through, is initially a 30-month engagement. And uh, we feel like it takes, first of all, like, we are not in for the quick fix. Um, we have clients who have stayed with us now. We have clients who are actually in their 20th year of coaching. Mm -hmm. And, you know, coaching is, is kind of like going to the gym. You don't, you don't go to the gym a couple times or for one year and then declare yourself healthy for life. I think great coaching is something that should always, always be helping the doctor to expand their vision. But 30 months is, is really where, where our comfort level is to really give them what we call our flagship program. And in that, they get many things. Uh, first of all, they, they attend over the first half of those 30 months. In the first 15 months, they're going to attend approximately 12 days of accredited uh, training universities. Those are split up into four three-day programs, uh, one that addresses the foundation of systems and, and the thinking of success, the second one being really directed towards communication and relationships and, again, more systems. The third session of those training universities is all about marketing and the power to influence their patients, case presentation, enrollment skills. And then the fourth program, which we think is very, very needed, is a program on wealth mastery because one of the things that we, we commit to not only every dentist in our program but to every, every person.
person on every team is the ability to attain what we call financial independence in their life through their dental career. And so there's four training universities. At the same time, though, one of the biggest challenges that dentists will have is implementation of the strategies and concepts. So every doctor is assigned a frontline implementation coach. This is a, a trained coach who will be an executive coach to that doctor, a strategist to that doctor, and a practice management consultant to, to everybody on that team. And we get that result with in-office as well as phone, as well as Internet coaching, as well as putting that team on a set of proprietary monitors so that we're really plugged in to the monitoring and measuring of that practice's results at all times. Well, and that goes on for about 30 months. Well, Bernie, it sounds like a, a very clear-cut, proven system for taking a dental practice uh, to that next level, to helping the uh, clinician make their dreams come true, which That's is what it's, what all, it's about. all about. And, and any of our choices in life is finding what we love and, and doing it and doing it well and, and being appropriately rewarded for it. As you look out into the future, the next five, ten years in dentistry, uh, what trends do you see that get you excited about dentistry's future? Well, I get really excited about a lot of things. I mean, first of all, I have always been excited. One thing has never changed, and that is the beauty of the entrepreneurial model of a dental practice. Um, for a practitioner to be able to still control what goes on within their four walls, to be able to really uh, control their own destiny, to have very little intervention from outside sources, I think makes for probably the best healthcare model out there today and the most entrepreneurial. But also, as far as what else gets me excited in the future, lots of things. One thing I'm really excited about is lasers. I think laser dentistry is, is here and now, and patient, it's going to get to a point where patients are going to demand the use of lasers, not only by the doctors, but by the hygienists. And I think that, that it, it does two things. It raises the standard of care, but I also think it raises profitability and efficiency. I'm also really really excited about what we're doing in the world of implant dentistry today. We have advanced so far in that field, and there's so much available now today where, you know, we have more and more general dentists who are placing their own implants now. So I think that's a huge opportunity. I think cosmetic dentistry as a whole is going to continue. I mean, you'll hit a, a bump in maybe a little bit of a down economic turn, but I'll tell you what the awareness of cosmetic dentistry and the way that our patient bases now have been educated, uh, I think a lot more people are aware of what they can do and how they can dictate what their smile looks like and the importance of a beautiful smile. So I see those as huge opportunities. I also think the whole, whole concept of non-surgical periodontal therapy in the hygiene department is a huge opportunity moving forward. So I'm excited about all those things, Mike. Bernie, thanks very much. Best wishes to you and your team at Fortune Management. Thank you, Michael, and also to you at Dental Masters. You, you do some incredible work, and I uh, appreciate all the value that you add to dentistry. Thanks so much. You bet.